0: This is the Cato Daily Podcast for Wednesday, February 18, 2009. I'm Caleb Brown. The stimulus legislation signed by President Obama contains money for all kinds of changes, including provisions that chip away at the welfare reforms of the 1990s, all the while encouraging states to spend more than they otherwise would on welfare programs. So says Cato Institute senior fellow Michael Tanner.
1: One of the keys behind welfare reform was the idea that they were going to stop the individual entitlement to welfare and the idea that the more people who signed up for welfare, the more money states got. And they were going to change that to a block grant, where states got a certain amount of money, and then that created incentives for them to reduce the number of people on their welfare rolls. The stimulus bill does away largely with that restriction. It creates a new $5 billion uh, pot of money, that the states can use to fund new welfare recipients. So if their welfare rolls grow, they get more money. If you add more people on welfare, you get more federal money. All the incentives are to do that. Even worse, it doesn't matter why those new recipients are going on welfare, whether it's because your state has a high unemployment rate or some the economic crisis is worse in your state. You can add people to your welfare role simply by reducing the re- welfare restrictions you used to have under welfare reform. If you change your time limit from two years to five, if you do away with your work requirements, that means you'll have more people on your welfare roles and the feds will give you more money. Again, all the incentives are in the wrong direction.
0: How does this differ from the way we fund s or Medicaid right now?
1: Well, in many ways, it's much like we fund SCIP and Medicaid, and that's one of the problems with those programs. Uh, there's an incentive to keep adding more people into the program because it's sort of free federal money. Uh, you can get credit for increasing the roles in your state, and you don't have to pay for it. So there's a, a great incentive to do that, and many governor, governors try. If the purpose of the stimulus plan is
0: to get people back to work, to get the economy uh, moving again, how does reducing incentives to work, what is even the argument there for uh, why this is a good stimulative uh, spending?
1: Well, this certainly has nothing to do with stimulus. Uh, And I think the authors admit that. The the idea is that in addition to stimulus, in the stimulus bill, they were supposed to try and find ways to ameliorate the pain uh, of the recession, and that it was unfair to require people to look for work when unemployment's high, things uh, of that nature. Uh, But we haven't seen increasing welfare roles in a lot of states. uh, In fact, there's a big story in the New York Times uh, that so far, at least, uh, people who are staying in work uh, rather than going back on welfare, that was a good thing. Uh, But somehow people who've never liked welfare reform uh, have seen it as a bad thing.
0: So where does Barack Obama stand on the reforms of the the mid-90s?
1: Well that's a good question. It largely seems to depend on uh, what his political constituency is. Back when he was a state senator and he was representing inner-city Chicago, he was very critical of the welfare reform. Uh, It was passed by Bill Clinton. He, uh, He came out against it. Then when he was running for president he said that he's changed his mind. He now thinks it did a lot of good. He would support it today. And yet, now he accepted these provisions in the in the final bill. Now, in fairness, I don't think this was something that he particularly pushed. This was pushed in by the left wing of the Democratic Party in Congress, but he certainly didn't fight to take it out. Do
0: these make permanent changes to the way that the federal government funds state welfare?
1: Now, this this is this is a, a temporary measure. Uh, in theory, this additional pool of money, uh, this five billion dollars, uh, will eventually expire, and states could go, could go back. Uh, this is not the complete end of welfare reform. They haven't repealed the 90, uh, the 96 Act, but what they've done is chip away at the foundations and the very idea uh, that you were supposed to try to hold down your roles as a state rather than increase them particularly when you take this into context of all the other welfare spending in this bill. There's money for Medicaid in this bill. There's money for the Women, Infant, and Children Nutrition Plan. There's a huge increase, about a 14% increase in food stamp spending. They even threw in $50, billion, uh, $50 million in free government cheese uh, under this program, not to mention the tax cuts for people who don't pay taxes, uh, which are really just a welfare payment. There the really is a surprising increase in the welfare state in this bill, Uh, We tend to look at the make-work government spending programs. Uh, I think equally bad is the simple welfare programs in this bill.
0: For states that are already facing uh, budgetary problems, what does this do to their uh, incentives to direct their scarce resources in one direction or another?
1: Well, it does two things. Number one is it relieves them of from having to make any of the tough decisions in their states about cutting spending or raising taxes uh, because they get lots of federal money to play with. And second, uh, they can maximize their bang for the buck by putting money into welfare programs as opposed to, say, job creation programs. Uh, If they put money into welfare, they're going to get a federal match uh, that's going to double the bang for their buck. Whereas if they're just creating jobs for working people, uh, then they don't get that federal match.
0: Michael Tanner is a senior fellow at the Cato Institute. You can read his most recent New York Post op-ed on stimulus and welfare at Cato.org.